We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All Hit Radio. Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob Vicano. And welcome back, everyone. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our broadcast center and studios in Crystal Beach, Ontario, Canada. If you'd like to send me an email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com, on all social media sites, Exxon Radio TV. And if you'd like to find out what's happening in the Exxon or the Exxon Nation, visit www.exxonradiotv.com. And the Exxon TV channel, that is exclusive to Simul TV at www.simultv.com. Stefania uh, Leone is my special guest this hour. We're going to be talking about Vedic astrology, the difference between Eastern or Vedic and Western, which is the most popular. And joining me now is Stefania Leone. And Stefania, welcome to the Exxon. Thank you so much, Rob. Thanks for being interested in Vedic astrology. Tell me, how did you get interested in Vedic astrology? Oh, good question. Well... Do you know, uh, when I was seven years old, I heard a voice that said I was going to be an astrologer mm-hmm. and um, actually grew up in the Yukon in Canada. And so started studying astrology from a very early age and took my first exams in Western astrology in 1987 through the Faculty of England. It was a two-year course, and I went there because uh, astrology was listed as witchcraft in Canada, and there were no schools to go to. And uh, I took my first exams before personal computers existed, 1987. Mm -hmm. That was Western astrology. And um, practiced that for 10 years and raised kids and did uh, other things. And then when I was 40, I had an opening to go back to school, and so I... I had become a yogini at that point and also um, went to the first school in Canada of massage and hydrotherapy. So I was uh, also studying Ayurveda Ayurveda at that point. And so everything kind of converged into this Vedic information. And so I went back to school at 40. And by the time I was 43, I had 
like diploma in Vedic astrology. What is the difference between this Vedic, time out of what's the difference between Vedic astrology and Western astrology? Well, astrology originates in the Vedas, and the Vedas are an ancient, the, the, the most ancient body of knowledge in the world, coming from northern India before India was called India, it was called Bharat, and that's where we get the Mahabharata and the Bhagavad Gita. This, uh, this is the origins of astrology, same source as yoga, and um, this was an oral tradition that came down through minstrels, essentially, and thousands of years later landed in Greece. And 2,021 years ago, Julius Caesar created the Julian calendar, which the world is following. And um, Western astrology is coming from that calendar. Now, when it comes to the actual charting of Western versus Vedic astrology, how do the two charts differ? Mm -hmm. So the Western is based on the Julian calendar. And when, uh, the, when the astronomers created this calendar, they had the astronomy correct at that point, but they clearly didn't know about the precession of the equinoxes. And so that's not factored into this calendar that the world is following. Whereas the Vedas, when they showed us how to calculate the charts, we don't even know, 20, 30,000 years ago, they based it on true star time, sidereal time. And the way that they calculated it then is the same way we calculate it today because it's just pure astronomy and pure math. There's no, nothing mystical about creating the chart. And essentially the Western chart is based on a calendar that's not in sync with, with actual sidereal time. So how would people 20,000 years ago have any knowledge of the of the stars the planets the way the earth moves how did they know a good question in um, in the in the indus and in indus valley there was a group of people called the indu people that lived and this is way up on the border of of uh, india and china and um, Tibet. I've mm -hmm. actually been up there, high up in the Himalayas. And there was a group of people that lived there called the Hindu people. And they never left any weapons. What they left was this body of information in Sanskrit, and which morphed uh, the, the Hindu people, it morphed into the Hindu religion. And who knows? I don't know. They were able to look up to the sky and 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 know uh, where the planets were and how they were fast they were moving and they could calculate the charts then i really that's a mystery to me but i'm pretty sure they didn't fall out of the trees and uh were close to apes this is a highly sophisticated um system now when you're doing uh, a chart for someone, how long does it take you to do the chart? Do you use the actual charting, or do you now use a computer? Yeah, well, that's a really good question. So when I when I uh, wrote my first exams in Western astrology, that's before PCs came out, and mm -hmm. um, it was five or six pages of calculations to do the chart, and we had to do it longhand and then calculate the chart. Needless to say, I bought the very first 
PC that came out, IBM PC <laughs> Junior, and I can just press a button and all the mathematics is done uh, instantly. So I use it. I do use a calculator or a computer, I should say. Um, you were saying you were saying that the Vedics, uh, this astrology goes back twenty thousand years, but five thousand years ago, history was just starting. So how you know how did they predate history by fifteen thousand years? Well, history wasn't really just starting 5,000 years ago. I mean, we can look at these ancient cultures. You can go to China, you can go to India, you can go to South America, and we have uh, ruins that are older than 5,000 years. Yeah. There were ancient cultures that were, I think, much greater than the ones that we have now. So when we're, when we're looking at the the... the the information that was left by these people in in the valley in the Himalayas. Um, do you have any any idea how they how they might have had the knowledge that they had in order to create Vedic astrology? I find this fascinating. Yeah, I find it fascinating too. Uh, you know, I've been studying this now for forty years, and mm -hmm. I'm I'm just as fascinated today as I was wow. when I began. And uh, the reason I'm so fascinated is because I see it working. And, um, well, clearly uh, this group of people were uh, extremely intelligent. And they say that the Vedas were shruti, which is Sanskrit for that which is heard. So they say they had rishis um who who got direct transmission from source mm -hmm. and originally there were six Veda, vedangas or limbs of the vedas and four of those had to do with sound and one had to do with ritual and then jyotisha was, means the science of light and this has to do with um, the astrology which is a combination of mathematics and astronomy what, what they're uh, what they're measuring mm -hmm is the angles uh, of light that are cast off of uh, the planets up from the sun to Saturn and the eclipse points as they converge in one point, and that creates a chart. How they did it without uh, computers, just clearly yeah. super intelligent. <laughs> the, uh, the astrology that we read in newspapers... Uh, how does this differ from the Vedic astrology? You know, everybody goes, gets a newspaper, goes right to the astrology page. Is the, I, I've been told that mm -hmm. this is sun astrology? Sure. Um, well, the astrology that came out of India and then, and then really landed in Greece, it had mm -hmm. lost the fact that astrology is meant to be a lunar-based system. Um, it lost the lunar signs, right. and um, if you go to India they, and you ask them what sign you are, they're going to give you the lunar sign of their, of their moon, which is called a nakshatra. That was lost, and in Greece we just got the solar signs. I see. And, um, yeah, and the explanation is that around the Earth... All right, I'm, gonna, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to do this because we have to take a commercial break. Please stand by. ExoNation, our guest this hour is Stefania Leone, and her website is www.stefanialeone.com.
Jotishi, is that is that how you say it? Yep, Jotishi. Jotishi.com. And we'll both be back on the other side as we take a very intense look at the fascinating world of Vedic astrology. Don't go away. We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Welcome back, everyone. Stefania Liani is our special guest. We're talking about Vedic astrology and astrology in general. And um, when we're looking at the the sky, does the astrology take into account the deviation that some planets take, the difference that they move uh, in and out of an orbit? Yes. That would be called a, a retrograde phase. And a lot of people talk about uh, Mars... In retrograde, what does that mean? So um, the phenomena is explained best like this. You know when you're driving on a road and you're passing a train, yes. a, um, a moving train, yeah. and you're just passing the train, it appears to be going backwards. Mm -hmm. It's That's the type of phenomena, the astrological phenomena. The, um, the effect on us is that it tends to internalize the energy. So Mars, for example, is a planet that is meant to, it's a yang planet, so the energy is meant to go outwards. So a retrograde Mars would internalize anger, for example. We just recently came out of um, uh, several planets in retrograde. Every, every one of them has gone direct. 
and that it can bring you can lose things when planets are retrograde when mercury's retrograde happens three times a year for three weeks each time and it, i've watched it for years and there's just more accidents more mishaps more miscommunication it's well documented when when pluto was taken out of the equation as being a planet did this affect astrology uh, it didn't affect Vedic astrology. So when I was a Western astrologer, which I did for 10 years, mm -hmm. we did use the ne Neptune, Uranus, and Pluto. When I moved into Vedic astrology, we don't use those outer planets. Not to say that they didn't know that they exist, but we don't use them. So I no longer use those planets. And, um, I, you know, I studied from the best. I Actually, one of my very first teachers was Jeff Green, who wrote the book on Pluto, so I went deep into Pluto. I just don't use it anymore. Um, it's, it's actually like a, a different animal. Vedic astrology is really a different animal than Western astrology. Is it more precise? So precise. When I was a Western astrologer, I was I used to exhaust myself and my I used to exhaust my poor clients <laughs> because I was looking for answers. When I moved into Vedic astrology. Um, which took me three years to really make a transition, it's seamless because I, I felt like I hit truth. Uh, and so it no longer takes any energy whatsoever. I'm get just I'm just relaying information to people. I'm not trying to fix anybody. It's just really explaining to people their karmic code, their light matrix. I see it like all of us is a, a, a snowflake stamp. It's like explaining the the interface of who you are personally in regards to the universe that you live in and and what's your energetic uh, interface basically so what information if if somebody listening tonight wants you to do a personal chart for them what information do they need from you or do you need from them i'm sorry i need a location birth location mm -hmm birth year, birth day, and if possible, birth time. Right. If we get birth time, then we get, it becomes more precise. Um, if not, then I don't guess. I never guess, and I never uh, profess to think that I know. But astrology, the first house or the rising sign is based on the eastern horizon at the moment of, of your birth, and that changes uh, 30 degrees every two hours. So we can more or less narrow it down generally. I, I do want to explain something, sure. though, um, to, to, to our listeners. Astrology is based on this. Um, around the Earth is the ecliptic, and it runs 10 degrees north and 10 degrees south of the equator. And within that are the, all the fixed constellations. And the moon moves 13 degrees in 20 minutes per day against the, the fixed uh, constellation. So every 13 degrees and 20 minutes is a new lunar sign of the ecliptic. And it's like a whole sign. And there's there's information um, embedded in each of this of these 13 degrees and 20 minutes, just as there are in the zodiac signs. So that's sort of the, the primordial level of what astrology is. How hard was it for you to make the transition from Western to Vedic? It was challenging. Yes, I. Uh, it was challenging. Um, 
it was there was no question. I thought I didn't have to study. I thought I just sort of because I was pr- very adept at Western, and I thought I thought no, I'm just gonna shift everything into sidereal time and and interpret it the way I normally did. But it didn't work. And uh, suddenly people are like, no, 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 <laughs> it didn't work. And so it took a while. Um, I went I went hardcore. I studied intensely and um, wrote intense exams uh, through through this time through the United States, the American Council of Vedic Astrologers. I actually went on to, um, I served two terms on the Council of Vedic Astrology in the U.S., even though I'm not American. And I was given honorary degrees from India also. So it, 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 uh, it was challenging because it's in Sanskrit, and it's a different way of thinking and a different way of interpreting. But like I said, it's, it became yeah. seamless. It was like I hit the word in Sanskrit for truth is satya. It was like I hit truth. Now, now you say that Sanskrit is a different way of thinking. Can you give us some examples um, well, in a, well, first of all, yoga, everybody's practicing yoga these days, yeah. and that is uh, coming from the Vedas, and actually yoga is a, comes from the Sanskrit word yug, which means to yoke, mm-hmm. and we find yogas throughout the Vedas. So, for an example, Ayurveda, which means the knowledge of life. Um, that teaches us how to take care of the body. So kapha, pitta, vata, a lot of people have heard, is that the body's just made up of elements, a mixture of elements, and that and that our food in, in, is our medicine, and, and so is our exercise, and we just have to learn how to um, work the yoga, if you will, like the combination. It's the combination of two or more could be could be plants, mm-hmm. could be exercises. Look, uh, could be like exercises with breath and concentration creates a third outcome. In astrology, we've got combinations of planets together joining causes a third outcome. Medicines joined causes a third outcome. Does that help? Yeah, it does. So basically, it's a combination of body, mind, and spirit. Sure, yeah. uh, that's for yoga. And they say, you know, that if, if you're lucky, then God joins. This is the magic of yoga. In, um, in astrology, it's, the, it, it's explaining uh, your or each person's individual vehicle, if you will, energetic vehicle that, mm-hmm. you're, that you're living through on a day-to-day basis and then how that interacts with the planets that are constantly moving constantly moving i see it for those of you that are skiers i i uh, i spent 30 years in whistler raised my kids there and it's like the light board it's like this is the science of light so we're we have some kind of light coding that links us to the planets and when that when the planets hit that certain location uh, in the ecliptic, it, it activates a light coating within us and, and activates a karma. Ah, uh, there's that word, karma. Uh-huh. What goes so around comes around, yeah. Is what comes before mm-hmm. 
uh, we live in a in a in a universe of cause and effect. Yes. So um, karma, we, uh, according to the Vedas, we bring karmas with us from past lives, and that we can see in the chart, and that we work off our karmas, and so the karma is what comes before, and dharma is what we create. So the goal would be to clear off our karma and then be conscious enough not to create any negative, any more negative karma through positive dharma. You and I have to take our uh, news break at the bottom of the hour. Please stand by. And ExoNation, uh, Stefania Liani will be back with me on the other side of the news as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center at studios in Crystal Beach, Ontario, Canada. Now, don't forget, ExoNation, uh, my favorite new radio station is available around the world online, and that's Classic 1220, uh, Classic Rock, Classic Talk, Classic Station www.classic1220.ca. This is the X-Zone. I am Rob McConnell. Don't go away. We'll be back after the news. Where is the moment we needed the most? You kick up the leaves and the magic is lost. Tell me your blue skies fade to gray. Tell me your passion's gone. have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast but the rest of us sleep in this is your sign to thank them and if you're that friend this is us saying thank you now get a sausage McMuffin sausage biscuit sausage burrito or hash browns choose two for $2.50 enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2 price of participation may vary cannot be combined with any other offer a combo meal single item at regular price Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Stefania Leone is our special guest of this hour. Exonation. We're talking about Vedic astrology. And uh, Stefania, is Vedic astrology so exact that anyone who has studied Vedic astrology would give the identical reading to the same person? For example, if I went to you and gave you the information, received a report, then went to another Vedic astrologist gave them the same information. They gave me a report. 
would your would the two reports match? They should. Really? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they say in the Vedas, um, the Jyotishi, it's the science of light. And we uh, it answers big questions like, who am I? What is my purpose? Um, what's, what's a good profession? Is this a good relationship? Is this a good time? And uh, those are questions that um, we answer. The Jyotishi is just meant to be a clear vessel to transmit that information. So the Jyotishi is meant to be a fairly evolved person, so there should be no no greed, no jealousy, no envy, nothing like that, just, just pure transfer of information. So how can Vedic astrology help people in their daily lives? Oh, so much. Um... The reason that I have come to this is because I have a, a really curious mind and a deeply interested in 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 metaphysics and quantum physics and and healing and the human body and I look up at the universe and I think, well, what am I doing here? Who am I? And um, the only source that I've ever found that can that gives me peace is this information. And so it helps us understand who we are and how we're connected to this universe, um, what kind of karmas we're living out, our strengths, our weaknesses. And then I do a lot of relationship work because we can also look into other people's charts and see what the, the, the interaction is. And then it's helpful because we can see where another person's coming from. And for example, somebody's Mars might be conjunct your sun, so they're going to activate you. And um, versus a Venus might be conjunct your sun, which is going to be a different kind of an activation point. If somebody goes to you and they have their date of birth and the information you need, and they supply you with another person's name, date of birth, and so on, how do you treat that? Is there anything that is unethical about giving information about another person who is not there themselves? That's a very good question. Um, I do that kind of work quite a lot. There's a lot of people looking into relationships, mm -hmm. especially nowadays. Uh, I only take the person's first name, and um, I don't... Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't go deep. I don't try to uh, find out anything more about right. the person. I'm just strictly looking at the interaction of the of the planets. What does Vedic astrology tell us about the current state of the world? Uh, I was kind of hoping you'd ask that question. <laughs> <laughs> um, what we have right now, and I do in my work, stay away from politics and religion, although I am very current. Um, the most important transits that I see to date are the eclipse points, and they change every 18 months. And September 20th, 2020, we went into um, the cycle with Ketu's in Scorpio, and Rahu is in Taurus. And this takes us until March of next year. And there is uh, K2 
uh, represents loss and confusion, and Scorpio represents power. So we are seeing that. The other thing that's been happening is Saturn and Jupiter have been traveling together for the most part of the year. Jupiter's about to change here for good. And they've been traveling together in Capricorn. Saturn and Jupiter are, would be at war with one another because they have opposite effects. But Capricorn is the government or the governments of the world. Jupiter is about to move shortly. And I believe that we will start to see a lot of rebellion. And then the eclipses will move in January, in uh, March. They'll move into Aries. And, and we should see a, a significant shift at that point. For the good or for the bad? You know, I have a really good feeling about things lately. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be for the good. Excellent. Now, as an astrologer, or because you know so many other Vedic astrologers, did anybody see the onset of COVID? Uh, um, I think yes. You know, I don't really... I, I sort of a little bit insulated. I don't hang out with a lot of Vedic astrologers. Mm -hmm. I don't really follow a lot of Vedic astrologers. But I think, yes, it was seen that would be something coming along. Did you see it? No. No, no I didn't. I... But um, I was actually living in the U.S. Um, when this all began. And... Um, I just started to pay very close attention to alternative news, and and I've watched very closely since then. The one thing with K2 is it creates secrets and uh, hidden secrets. Such as? Uh, well, COVID. <laughs> COVID stands for Certification of Vaccine ID. And the yeah. SARS virus has never been uh, isolated, so that's a whole other subject. Do you believe that COVID was man-made or man-manipulated? Absolutely. What gives you that impression? Um, well, I guess you could uh, go back and listen to Bill Gates' uh, TED Talk, or you could... Listen to Fauci the year before that said that there was going to be a pandemic. The U.S. was going to be having a pandemic. Mm -hmm. and there were all kinds of uh, warning symbol signs. And um, and then um, if you listen to the different uh, doctors that are studying what's in these vials, mm -hmm. see that we've got... Uh, uh, many things, including graphene oxide and parasites. And um, I'm not anti-vaccine. Vaccines are, are actually a homeopathic treatment. Sure. So if you're going to treat a vaccine, there should be whatever it is that you're treating, um, there should be a bit of that in the vaccine. The problem with these non-vaccine vaccines, they're not vaccines, is that they contain a lot of other substances. Where do you see Vedic astrology in the future? Oh, it's such a valuable tool. I think the world is waking up. It is definitely 
a tool, a meta. I consider it the greatest metaphysical language on the planet, and it's a tool for awake um, humans. And we certainly have the great awakening happening right now. There's so many people practicing yoga and meditation mm -hmm. and and taking more responsibility for their health. This is probably this pandemic will cause that. And as people become more conscious and more awake, um, they'll look for tools that resonate on that frequency. And Vedic astrology is um, is a, is a, a remarkable tool for helping navigate life. It certainly seems that uh, frequency plays a lot, as well as vibrations, when it comes to the metaphysical world. Right. Everything's frequency. Everything's yeah. energy. Everything breaks down into light. Everything breaks down into light. But isn't light just a component of different frequencies? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's different... Um, while we're living in in different frequencies. I think that's even during these crazy times where there's going to be people that are really suffering and then people that are not suffering at all. Well, I want to thank you so much for joining us tonight, uh, Stefania and ExoNation. We will be putting Stefania's uh, website up on our website. So we've been talking about Vedic astrology. Very interesting. I'll be back on the other side of this news break at six and a half minutes past the top of the hour as we continue here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Crystal Beach, Ontario, Canada. If you'd like to send me an email, X-Zone at xzoneradiotv.com on all social media sites, X-Zone Radio TV. And for all the programming available to you, 724-365 on the X-Zone TV channel, please visit Simultv. Com. And don't forget, Exxon Nation, my new favorite radio station, and I'd love to share it with you because I love classic rock. I love classic talk. And there's only one station that I have ever found that has that, and that's Classic 1220, their, their website, classic1220.ca. We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba.